Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive, the montages, top news stories, and more. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. I had a very interesting weekend. Some of the stuff I looked up and was researching was pretty disturbing. And normally, I don't read full news articles on the show. I did that last week on a show about zombies because researchers from and psychologists from the University of New Mexico and the Arizona State University said that people who are healthy... People who are not sick are actually walking zombies being controlled by the coronavirus. And they were serious about that. And I posted that article on the top news section of thesecretteachings.info, and it was a whopper. It was a doozy. And I had to read the whole thing on air. And tonight I have a similar article that just baffles the mind. And it makes one think, are these people serious? Is this real? See, a lot of times we deal with political subjects and the politics of any side is extreme in some capacity. Every side has an extreme. And so the extreme things that one side does are just as extreme as what the other side does. And I don't mean left and right. I mean all directions. And it, it doesn't have to do with politics, per se. It could deal with religion, your, your belief system. You can run into just as many militant atheists as you do militant Christians. And you can likewise run into some of the kindest, sweetest, most spiritual Muslims as you do Buddhists. And you can also run into a-hole Buddhists who aren't really Buddhists. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to label and trying to identify what it is that we are, and what it is that we see other people to be. And I had an opportunity last week to spend some time on a radio show, a radio roundtable with uh, Joe Roop from Lighting the Void. And I was asked to come onto that roundtable by uh, Charlie Robinson, who now has a show here on the Fringe FM. I'm very glad to uh, have Charlie on the network. Some of you might have seen Charlie on uh, Iconic and the, the Macro Aggression podcast, a very, very popular show on iTunes. And uh, this roundtable discussion uh, called Union of the Unwanted featured, I don't even know how many people were on the broadcast, but it featured a lot of different people. And I was surprised when I got on there that Jay Dyer was even on there. And I, I followed Jay Dyer's work for a long time. 
Uh, I enjoy most of what Jay Dyer talks about. It's hard to refute, not that I want to, but when he talks about things such as the Great Reset or he's looking at books and providing you with information that is, it, it, you can't dispute it. And he's on Alex Jones a lot, hosting the fourth hour. A lot of you know I like Alex Jones, just for at least the entertainment value. And so I always like Jay Dyer, and I always like a good conversation, especially when Charlie Robinson told me it was going to be about the occult. And so the conversation started off with the royal family, and it proceeded from there into Jeffrey Epstein and related topics. And at one point in the conversation, and you can go back and watch this on YouTube, I've, I've got it linked up on the website under the top news section. Um, I should probably just put it under the, the radio archive section in the free archive so you can watch it on YouTube, Union of the Unwanted. And the conversation turned, and I didn't realize what was happening, it turned into a very parapolitical religious discussion. And I, I was a little bit confused, and I still am a little bit confused as per what exactly the point of the conversation was. I thought it was like a general overview of occultism, kind of like a debate. And so some of the people that were on the roundtable were talking about how occultism and magic, how these are demonic, satanic things. They didn't say demonic, but, but satanic was brought up many times. And... As the conversation proceeded, I found it difficult to understand why some of the people on the roundtable were in agreement that your projection of the will and certain magical practices and symbols were very important and very relevant, let's, let's say. But because they don't come with a Christian label, they must be avoided. And I just sat here behind this microphone scratching my head thinking, what are you talking about? Why do we have to disagree? Although we agree, we have to disagree because of the label of it, because of the title of it. And at one point in the show, I said that. I said, I don't think we should use these buzzwords so freely like Satanism and things like that. And I made a comment about how symbols have multiple meanings, right? I said symbol, like pentagrams and crosses. These have multiple meanings. And a little bit later in the conversation, Jay Dyer, who I didn't, I guess, realize was this big of a Christian, had an issue when I made a statement that the cross was essentially an unfolded cube. And this is a very well-known thing in mysticism and magic, but the cross also represents a lot of other things. And Jay Dyer said, well, you said earlier that symbols have multiple meanings, and then you said that I worship the cube. Just putting words in my mouth, and even if he weren't trying to put words in my mouth or whatever the case might have been, I think that he took actual offense to it, and I tried to explain, but the cross means a lot. It, it represents the zodiac wheel. It represents the spokes in the turning of the wheel. It represents the phallus and the yoni course when i said that I, I think some people snickered but it is that's what it is it's a penis and a vagina it's it's not immature the immaturity is denying that that's what those symbols represent but it also represents a lot of other stuff and another thing in this conversation that really got to me was 
when basically throughout anything that had to do with mysticism, occultism, symbolism, even Manly Palmer Hall was brought up in the discussion. And I, I don't care to defend, you know, Manly Hall. I named my show after his book. I really enjoyed that book. But just these these accusations, he's a pedophile, he's this, he it's like what 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 are you talking about? Why do we have to throw these labels around? And and at one point, the 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 Christian hardcore militant angle uh, went so far one person said that pagans all pagans do and I guess by extension I don't want to put words in this person's mouth I guess by extension Wiccans because pagans don't necessarily celebrate the Sabbats Wiccans witches celebrate Sabbats but they said that, that, that pagans perform blood sacrifices they always have performed blood sacrifices and I said, that's not true. They don't perform blood sacrifice. Pagan means religion of the country people. It doesn't mean satanic. So that Christian angle was so hardcore in this roundtable. At the end of it, I was, I was just, I, I was laughing, but I was also like disgusted. Especially because a lot of these people agreed with each other, but then would disagree because they wouldn't call it Christian. Right or they said, "Well, you can't call it a cult because it just got ridiculous." And I remembered something that I had read. Funny enough, it was in a Manly Hall book called "The Secret Destiny of America." I remembered this thing I read about the uh, the Mayan, the Mayan people, the Mayas, and uh, contrary to popular belief, the Maya were not necessarily this warlike people that sacrificed others on an altar and ripped their heart out like the Aztecs were famous for. In fact, the Maya were a people that lived in almost like a a communist society and had a form of had a form of of of, of government and a form of, of of economy and a form of society that was generally unwarlike. And it was only later on when the Maya were, they started to deteriorate as a society, did the blood sacrifice and things like that come into play. So it's a matter of perception. It's like when you think of a pig, we think of pigs, we think of dirty animals that roll around in mud and filth, right? And we even, we use that as a euphemism. We say, oh, you're a big fat pig, you know, something like that. Didn't Donald Trump call Rosie O'Donnell a big fat pig or something? It's like, did you, did you call her a big fat pig? He's like, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's funny because pigs really are highly intelligent and pigs only wallow in the mud to cool down. Otherwise, they're very clean animals. And it's kind of like that with the Maya. The Maya, yeah, sure, had practiced human sacrifice, but up until a certain point, they, they never did that kind of thing. And, and Manly Hall wrote in The Secret Destiny of America, I'm going to read this little paragraph, that the Mayas were not a warlike people, and there is no support for popular belief that they were by nature cruel or barbaric. On the altars of their gods, they offered only flowers and fruit, and it was not until the decline of the empire and its domination by less advanced tribes that human sacrifice was practiced, and then only on the rarest occasions. They flourished as a great powerful nation for 500 years without war with other tribes or internal strife. Now, how accurate that is, I would imagine it's as or more accurate than the mainline narratives about these people. Plus, 
you have to understand a lot of the narratives about the Aztecs or the Olmecs or the Toltecs or any South American or any Mexican culture, society, traditionally, uh, just like in Egypt, they're usually written about by people that have a hardcore religious angle. And to suggest that a, a people that worship multiple gods or sacrificed flowers and fruits to their gods, to, 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 think, to think, to imagine, to, to see as, a, as a, a missionary, let's say, that they were highly advanced and, and arguably more advanced than, than Europeans in some ways, that was a little bit scary probably, and that was kind of insulting to the European god. So this could not be documented. They had to have been barbaric. They had to have been murderers and rapists and people that tortured their own and killed their own children. They had to be barbarians, Neanderthals, right? They had to be these horrible people. So we have this idea that the Mayans, the Aztecs, all these people were just killing people at will. I mean, I, you saw the Mel Gibson movie, right? Didn't you see that movie where they rip the heart out and throw the body down the stairs? I mean, these were barbaric people. In reality, sure, they probably were. But there were many advanced cultures that weren't so barbaric. And when they became barbaric, it was because of the decline of civilization. It's kind of like in Sweden or Denmark today or Norway. People say these are socialist countries. No, they're not socialist countries. They're actually capitalist countries with free markets. They're becoming more so. And the success that they're having and the general happiness of their people is not because of socialism. It's because they're moving away from socialism. In the same way the Mayans aren't these, these horrible warlike people who sacrifice people on an altar. They did do that, but it was only after the fact that they were a generally peaceful society for hundreds of years, and it was only upon domination and decline of the empire that they began to do these things. Same thing in Rome. I mean, Rome was, sure, it was a society of debauchery, but it wasn't until the Roman Empire began to fail that you saw and you, all the things that you think about Rome, that's when they happened. So let's circle back around. I said I had an article to read. The New York Post, Fox News, InfoWars, and a handful of others published this, but it doesn't really matter who published it because it's from the California Department of Education. And the California Department of Education has proposed an ethic studies model curriculum that includes, among other things, chanting the names of Aztec gods in an attempt to build unity among schoolchildren. They want you to chant the names of Aztec gods, chanting them, you know, over and over again, repeating them. It's like an incantation. It's like a summoning. One of the chants is of an Aztec god named Tezcatlipoca, meaning the smoking mirror, an Aztec god of nighttime, an Aztec god of sorcery, and an Aztec god, part of the, the, the Patreon, uh, or patron uh, of, I was thinking about Patreon earlier, the, the, the patron of, um, uh, of Aztec kings and warriors. And Tezcatlipoca was a god for which humans were sacrificed to. And maybe not always, but at least in the tradition, Tezcatlipoca was a god that humans were sacrificed to. So in the California school system, they're suggesting 
that people, children, human beings that are very young and impressionable chant the name of Aztec gods, get this, of Aztec gods who other human beings were sacrificed to, and this is what we're supposed to do in order to learn about other cultures and to remove the shackles of Christianity and European Western values. And so I find it bizarre that because I don't subscribe to a title like Christianity, that Christians have an issue with some of the things that I say. Some Christians do. Like apparently Jay Dyer has an issue with what I say about the cross because it has multiple meanings, but how dare I say the cross is also a symbol of the cube. And yet, I'm in agreement with these Christians that there's an attack on traditional values, that there's an attack on morality and ethics and virtue. There's an attack on God, the essence of God. And I think it's quite evil. And I think that's maybe a superficial word to use, but it's quite evil to create a curriculum which kids are going to chant the names of Aztec gods as some kind of cultural diversity. We're going to talk more about this tonight. It's bizarre, it's very dark, and it connects with things like the Bite Lab. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Or people like Peter Thiel that want to inject young people's blood into their body. These old cults, these blood cults, they never went away. They're in existence today. And a lot of powerful people are involved. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Do you question the nature of your reality? 
Join me, host Jess Rogie of The Rogie Report, as we find out more about the strange reality we live in. Here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. From parapsychology to pop conspiracy, and from parapolitics to health and esoterica, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and I'll bring you all of this and more five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. By using critical thinking and objectivity as keys to understanding, utilizing, and appreciating the secret teachings of all ages. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM after Joe Roop and Lighting the Void. This is Grammy-nominated recording artist Johnny Cobb. You're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The California Department of Education has proposed an ethics study curriculum that includes chanting the names of Aztec gods in an attempt to build unity among school children. I'm sure that's what it'll do. It'll build unity to chant the names of Aztec sorcerers. I'm sure that will absolutely bring kids together because that's what they That's what they want to learn about. Included in the draft curriculum is a list of lesson resources with a chant based on In Lak Ek, which is described as love, unity, mutual respect, and Panka Bay, which it describes as seeking the roots of truth. The chant starts with a declaration that, quote, you are my other me, and, quote, if I do harm you, I do harm to myself. Now, that sounds great, right? That sounds like some new age, hippie, bourgeois, left-wing California propaganda. But before chanting the name, 
of the Aztec god. And if you'd like to spell it, I can spell it for you. Tezcatlipoca, T-E-Z-C-A-T-L-I-P-O-C-A. Tezcatlipoca. The text reads, quote, Seeking the roots of the truth, seeking the truth of the roots, elders and us youth, critical thinking through. Well, if you think too critically about this, you're probably going to have an issue with it, but, you know, they don't want the kids to think critically. They want them to chant. They want them to sing magical incantations to Aztec sorcerers. The chant goes kind of like this. Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, times two, the smoking mirror, the smoking mirror. Self-reflection, Tezcatlipoca. It's funny they're using a god of smoking mirrors for a couple of different reasons. The mirror is a portal. It is a doorway, a dimensional gateway. And because the smoking mirror, of course, smoke and mirrors, it's an illusion. Tezcatlipoca is a god who was honored with human sacrifice. And according to the World History Encyclopedia, an impersonator of Tezcatlipoca would be sacrificed with his heart removed to honor the deity. In Aztec mythology, Tezcatlipoca is the brother of Quetzalcoatl and Huzlipoquitl uh, and Zip-Totec, all of whom were invoked in the chant. A portion of the chant reads, and I can't make this up, pulsating creation, hootzil o poctili, cause like sunlight, the light inside of us, and will to actions what brings, zipe totek, zipe totek, transformation, transformation, liberation, education, emancipation, imagination, revitalization, liberation, transformation, decolonization, liberation, education, emancipation, changing our situation in this human transformation. That's the chant. Uh, they want school children to chant this. Um, I don't know about you, but this kind of sounds wrong. This kind of sounds a little bit bizarre. I don't know about you, but this kind of sounds like people who really, really, really hate human beings want children to chant this. They might say, that's just a huge stretch. What are you talking about, hate human beings? They try to bring people together here. Okay, well, let's, let's see what the rest of the, the article wants them to do, the, the, the document from the California Department of Education. Uh, another chant includes the term Hanab Ku, or One God, which Encyclopedia Britannica identifies as a Mayan deity. The portion of the chant reads, We are here to transform the world we are spiraling, rotating, and revolving in, giving thanks daily. Lazo Kamati, giving thanks daily. Lazo Kamati, healing and transforming as we're evolving in this universe. Universe, or Hanab Ku, Hanab Ku. Nahu olen lakek, nahu olen lakek, pankibe, pankibe, ethnic studies for all represent. Well, to me, this just sounds like the same old Black Lives Matter crap is what it sounds like. It sounds like literally conjuring, invocating, summoning Aztec and other ancient gods of not necessarily directly human sacrifice, but gods to whom humans were sacrificed to 
and gods that, although Christians may get a little bit nervous about this and have a, have a big issue with it, gods that aren't necessarily the all-encompassing god, gods that represent a complex form of monotheism and, 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 and in essence, polytheism. And I find it bizarre that the public school system in, in, in California, the Department of Education, wants kids to chant the names of Aztec gods. I, I find it strange because for a few generations now, there's been an advance to eliminate God entirely from the public school system. So why suddenly can we chant the names of Aztec gods? Well, I think we can find an answer to that within the cult of Black Lives Matter. Oh, and it is a cult. It's a racist, bigoted, Marxist cult. That's what it is. And Black Lives Matter, if you go and you read what they actually say they want to create, they want to cultivate, they want to eradicate the family structure and remove men entirely from society, which is bizarre because black communities have already been decimated by the destruction of the family and the removal of men from said communities. Why would Black Lives Matter want to do the very thing to all people that had been done to black people? Maybe because the actual true slave drivers and racists, if you would like to use those terms, that did that to black folks also want to do it to you. Because although you might be white, you might be European, you might not be black, you are still an insignificant piece of trash to elitists who believe that they are superior, doesn't matter skin color, you can be a black elitist. You can be uh, any elitist. You know, it's about money and power. People that believe you are inferior because of your status in society. That's what it's really about. Black Lives Matter is a racist, bigoted cult. And I can say that having no political stance. And you, Oh, you're a Trump supporter. Shut up. I'm not a Trump supporter, okay? Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. All right, they are an organization of KKK, fist-pumping, communist, Marxist, Gestapo thugs is what they are. All right, the only group worse than them at the moment is Antifa, who apparently doesn't care who the president is. They'll burn down federal houses when the Democrats are in office because they're not Democrats. They're not liberals. This isn't about politics. These are extremist domestic terrorist groups that want to overthrow Western civilization. So I find it interesting when Western civilization is the target in the official documents of Black Lives Matter that must be eliminated. They say, quote, we disrupt the Western prescribed family structure, family unit. And it's funny because in California, one of the chants they want kids to perform in school is decolonization, liberation, education, emancipation. And in order to decolonize, they want kids to chant the names of Aztec gods. That's right. Here's a question for you. If the Aztecs or the Maya or the Olmecs, Toltecs, if any of these civilizations, right, 
any of these civilizations, uh, were looked at through a balanced lens. We can acknowledge that Europeans and Christian missionaries did very, very terrible things to these kinds of people. We know that that is an actual factual history. However, did all Western European Christian groups do that? No, they did not. The Templars who came from Europe mated with native people in South and Central and North America. Uh, There are lineages today of natives that have blonde hair or blue eyes because of that. It's kind of like in uh, 16, 1700s, what we call the United States of America today, a very small percentage of people felt that slavery was right and felt that slavery should continue. A very, very small number. If it was a larger number, you'd still have slave plantations today. Well, I guess you do. They're called democratic voting lists and they're called you know, privatized prisons. But overall, these barbaric practices have been eradicated from our civilization, from our culture. The only, the only part of them that remains is that which is created through groups like Black Lives Matter, where on the surface it's a great group, but then when you read what they say, we want to get rid of Western values, we want to get rid of the men, we want to get rid of the families. Well, that's what's been done to the black community. So why would you want to do that to everybody? That's not unity. Why would, you, why would you want kids to chant decolonization? Why would you want kids to chant Tezcatlipoca, 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 a god of sorcery, when you hate God and you want God to be removed from the school system? Why would you want kids to chant the name of Aztec gods? Well, it's because they move to the lowest common denominator and use it to destroy the highest common denominator in the sense that they use the destructive sorcery and black magic and blood sacrifice of natives because they were so advanced and use it to destroy the positive aspects of Western civilization. And in both cases, you really have a a very minute, a very small segment of either Western or whatever, you know, whatever direction, South, Central, North America, Western, Eastern that actually practiced those kinds of things. The the Mayan people lived in relative peace for hundreds of years. They only offered flowers and fruits and things like that on the altar to their gods. It was only when less advanced tribes, kind of like what happened to the Roman Empire, began to conquer the Mayan Empire, then they began to practice these more barbaric rituals. Uh, the Aztecs might have done it more than the Maya did. The Mayan were very advanced, but then again, so were the Aztecs. How do you define advancement? Uh, and how do you define what, is, what exactly is an acceptable religious practice? Because if it's not acceptable to sacrifice humans to the gods, even if at the time people wanted to be sacrificed to some degree to the gods, some people did, I'm not sure all of them did, Some people offered themselves up as a vessel for that god, and they had their heart ripped out, more so in Aztec culture. But a lot of the ideas that we get about these cultures are coming from Christians who want anything and everything that's not Christian to be barbaric, even though they agree and they believe the same things that the so-called barbarians believe. So there's a problem here. You want to get rid of God in school, 
But then you also want kids to chant the names of other more polytheistic viewpoints, let's call them. You want to eliminate Western civilization and no more family structures. And your proposal to do that is to, in order to bring about unity, rip apart the fabric of society. Well, it's, this isn't really hard to figure out. I mean, th- this is like political extremism. And, and now with the involvement of Aztec gods, it's kind of like religio parapolitical extremism. Because you can read textbooks on this. People have written books about how to do this, how to, how to tear down a culture. I mean, the extremist Jewish sects in Germany were very, very advanced in their social warfare skills. And the Institute for Sexual Science that began the whole transgender movement, don't believe me, look it up. In 1924, the first transgender surgery, guy had his penis removed, 1924, that carried over into the 30s in Germany. And it's like, whoa, whoa, why why do people hate Jews? It's not that they hated Jews, it's that they hated the, 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 the alien immigrant Jews who wouldn't assimilate and who wanted to destroy German culture. Not all Jews did, though. A lot of Jews served in high levels of the German military. But we're not allowed to know that. We're supposed to think Germans bad, Jews good. We're supposed to think Mayan bad, Aztec bad, Christian good. We're supposed to think pigs filthy, dirty animals that wallow in mud because they're disgusting, when in fact pigs are very clean, intelligent animals that wallow in the mud to stay cool. Okay, perspective is very important. So in California, they, they want kids to chant the names of these Aztec gods, Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, and other Aztec gods, like Huitzil O Bactili, a national god of Mexicans of Mexico, also known to the Aztecs. And the chance that they want kids to perform in California include words like decolonization and also words like education and liberation and emancipation. These are just progressive terms is all that they are. And they wrap them up in another culture because, oh, you can't say anything about these chants. What are, what are you, racist? You don't, you don't like the Aztecs? You zealot bigot. You white European trash. Don't you see that what progressives, not Democrats, what progressives, whatever that means today, what they do, they're the ones that gentrify. They're the ones that take from other cultures. They use other cultures as a shield to deflect criticism or logical analysis of what they want you to do. They are really hardcore bigots, hardcore racists, hardcore sexists. They don't want men or women to exist. You can't even use the pronouns. And they're using a group of sexually confused, gender confused, usually pumped full of all kinds of drugs. That's why people commit suicide when they have gender sexual confusion. It's not because people make fun of them. Maybe that's a part of it, a teeny part of it. It's because they're on mind-bending psychotropic drugs. They're on hormone drugs that mess with them. That's why they commit suicide. And they're using that tiny little group of people to overthrow the status quo 
of all other people, which is the majority of the world. Don't you see what's happening? You might say, oh, I thought tonight's show was about Aztec gods and blood sacrifice. It is. They want your children to chant the names of Aztec gods, but I also need to say that all Aztec gods don't demand human sacrifice. And the only reason we look at Aztecs and Mayas and others uh, performing human sacrifices is because we get most of our information about these groups from missionaries and people that went down there hundreds of years ago who were Christian, who didn't want any advanced culture to exist except Western civilization. So, I get it. But I also don't want Western civilization to be destroyed by a bunch of anti-human scum who don't want anything to do with unity, who don't want anything to do with culture, who don't want anything to do with true liberation, emancipation, and education as part of the chant goes. They want to control you. They want to emancipate you and liberate you from the current system that gives you the free will to choose how you live your life. They want to decimate and obliterate that, and they want to bring in a new system, a great reset, where you won't be able to have a free thought at all. And you thought thought police were metaphoric. In 2021 and beyond, thought police are a literal thing where machines and algorithms can read your thoughts. Facebook can read your thoughts, not just based on patterns, in real time. In real time. Former member of DARPA is working on that with Facebook, Regina Dugan. She's working on that at Skunk Works Building 8 with Zuckerberg on how to create mind control technology and use it through Facebook. It's already a psychological operating platform to test uh, psychological tools on the public. They've admitted that. They can read your mind, really read your thoughts. So they want you to chant the names of these gods, of these deities. Okay, that's in California. And I remember something else about California that I imagine that some of you remember. It's um, a little company called Ambrosia, right? And this company, Ambrosia, in California is a startup company that charges $8,000, $8,000, so that you can receive the blood of young people injecting, injected into your body. Uh, and people like Peter Thiel have openly spoken that they want to have the blood of young people injected into their body because as one and numerous others I'm sure that exist, at least one major university study from Stanford University found if you inject the blood of a young mouse into an old mouse, it will essentially reverse the biological, physiological aging process. And so this takes us back to the time of Elizabeth Bathory and Vlad the Impaler, you know, Prince Charles and the royal family. And you find that for a long time, people have believed, and for good reason, that blood carrying the life force can be used to rejuvenate the body and keep one young for at least a shorter, you know, overall shorter, but an extended period of time in this temporal sphere. And with all the stuff we heard recently, you know, about the royal family and the horrible things that they believe, the, the racism and all that, you go into the depths 
of these bloodlines, and you find that for hundreds of years, it's been well known from Queen Victoria to the modern day, they've practiced blood sacrifice. And it's like this same ideology then wants children to chant the names of Aztec gods and uh, try to invoke and summon them. And I'm supposed to sit here and think, oh, that's, that's fantastic, that's great. We should definitely get, get rid of morality, which is what God is. Get rid of morality and replace it with a pantheon uh, of polytheistic gods that will have even less meaning and then use that to totally eradicate the concept of any god external from the state. And that's why this is religio para-political. And that's what you get here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fridge FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. 
To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm. Join our team and get jump started on your podcast today everything is awesome everything is cool when you're part of a team it's march the month of the spring equinox ostara right here on ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm thanks again um this is very refreshing and i look forward to talking with you more soon ryan Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. A lot of people probably don't think that I read the Bible. 
I also read the Quran and various other religious texts. And if you read the Bible, you'll learn a couple of things. One, you'll learn that whoever wrote the Bible and at whatever time period the Bible was written in segments and parts, um, they quite enjoyed blood. Uh, They enjoyed death, uh, they enjoyed revenge, and they enjoyed a number of other things that we would consider totally unacceptable in civilized society. And immediately, I know the Christians are like, how dare you say that about the Bible? And others are like, yeah, see, the Bible's all wrong because they did bad things. It's like, no, it's a mystical text. It's part historical. It's part metaphoric. It's, there's analogies and parables and symbols. A lot more than the, the the over, like the hyper over simplification that, oh, the Bible's the truth. What do you mean it's the truth? It's the Word of God. What do you mean it's the Word of God? It's the logos of God, the Word. The Word, it's vibration. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that it's the actual, like God spoke those things. And then God said that you can have a slave. And then God said, kill your firstborn. It's just very bizarre, okay? We can't reduce the complexities of philosophical, spiritual, and religious thought to words like true. That's asinine. But if you read the Bible, Leviticus 17, and the eating of blood, and the deal, the talk, the conversation between Moses and the Lord, which is Baal, Bel, Baal, who demands human sacrifice, uh, must be a different Lord. Leviticus 17, 17, says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites and say to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Any Israelite who sacrifices an ox, 2021 is the year of the ox, a lamb or a goat in the camp or outside of it, instead of bringing it to the entrance to the tent of meeting to present it as an offering to the Lord in front of the tabernacle of the Lord, that person shall be considered guilty of bloodshed. They have shed blood and must be cut off from their people. And it goes on to talk about animal sacrifices. And it says, For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore I say to the Israelites, quote, None of you may eat blood, nor may any foreigner residing among you eat blood. The life of the creature is in the blood, is what the Bible says. So if the Bible's true, if you want to simplify it and oversimplify it and hyper-oversimplify it, eating blood is not a good thing. So all the meat eaters should immediately, if you're a Christian, stop eating meat now. It is not good. God said don't eat the blood. But I know you'll find a quick way to rationalize it. But God said I have dominion over the creatures. Okay, I don't have time to talk with people who are hypocrites. Now the Bible says that blood is essentially the life force, right? And so that's why in Marina Abramovic-style rituals, those involving John and Tony Podesta, who likes to hang up naked kids on his wall. Washington Post reported that. And people like, you know, Jay-Z and Lady Gaga and many others in the entertainment industry 
And uh, apparently the holy saint of whatever has hijacked, you know, magic and mysticism and occultism, Aleister Crowley, the drug addict, the scumbag, the degenerate pervert filth, uh, the MI6 intelligence asset, Aleister Crowley and these others, they use the cake of light or the spirit cooking. They use blood, semen, and breast milk. Why? Because blood is the life force that they give to the spirit. Semen is the life seed, and breast milk, or milk in general, is the nurturing substance. So they're literally giving life, developing that life, and feeding that life. And they're doing that through these three substances, milk, blood, and seed. That's the meaning behind it. It's not just a barbaric act, a random assimilation of, of, of ingredients. There's a meaning behind it. That's why it's done. Now, for some reason, things have become hyper over political, and everything has to be political. Everything has to be kind of religious. Some of you probably heard a radio show last week called Union of the Unwanted. It was a very large roundtable with myself, with Joe Roop, People like Jay Dyer and Charlie Robinson, who kind of organized the whole thing, as far as I know. And on that show, there was a lot of discussion about Satanism and using symbols and satanic rituals. And most of you know how I feel about those buzzwords. I don't like using those buzzwords. I don't know what they mean. Uh, it's kind of like saying the Bible's the truth. I don't know what that, what does that mean? It's the, tr- the truth. And so throughout this conversation, I had made a statement on the show that symbols have multiple meanings. And Joe Roop was right there to back me up. He knows symbols have multiple meanings. I know Charlie knows that. And I'm sure everybody there knew that. Everybody there agrees. Yes, symbols have multiple meanings. But Jay Dyer got really upset with me when I said, you know, Christians worship the cube through the cross. And he immediately says, well, hold on. You said that symbols have multiple meanings. Then you... You say that I worship the cube? It's like, yeah, you you do worship the cube, Jay Dyer. But that doesn't mean that you're intending to worship the cube. Your energy is not focused on the cube. Your energy is focused on what the cross represents to you, which is salvation. So to you, Jay Dyer, the cross means salvation, I assume. And if it doesn't mean salvation, insert whatever you believe into that category. Just because I like the pentagram personally, and it's the exact same representation of the rising of consciousness out of the four corners of the material world, which is essentially what the cross represents as well, doesn't mean that I'm a Satanist because a bunch of punk rockers like to invert the thing and tattoo it on their leg. But because some people apparently can't deal with reality and don't like their beliefs questioned, they like to believe things based on faith, which is kind of like passive existence and it's not I don't believe what faith is supposed to mean but by faith we we believe that there is a there is an essence that is unseen that moves through all of us something you can feel but you can't really identify it and see it so you have faith that it exists that there's something more that's faith faith is not I believe this means that well, hold on a second. I think it also means this. Shut up, heretic. That's not faith. That's ignorance. All right? That's ignorance. 
And I don't particularly have an issue with Jay Dyer. I'm just saying that that was the, the issue that he had with what I said. And then he tried to put words in my mouth because I don't know if he was not paying attention or he was offended. I've, I've asked Jay Dyer to come on the secret teachings before and, and to talk with us. I thought we would have a great conversation. We probably agree on virtually everything. But just like in this roundtable that we all had last week, we, we couldn't agree on everything because people would refuse to agree if you didn't call it Christian. If you, you could believe what magic and occultism are, getting in touch with your guardian angel and directionalizing your will and controlling your, 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 your self better, if you will. And uh, it's like that. Well, yeah, sure, I agree with that, but we should stay away from occultism. But that's what occultism is. No, it's not Christian. And you know that largely from Christian viewpoints, missionaries and others, this is where we get our ideas that South and Central American tribes, uh, empires, were these barbaric heathens because they, how dare them be as advanced or more advanced than Europeans? Right? So I can agree with those people who say, that Western civilization, to some extent, has been highly destructive. However, where those people who I agree with on that note fail to process reality is when, for some reason, they think that Native Americans, whether they're in South or Central America or they're in North America, Native Americans, like, I have a lot of Native American ancestry, a lot. And I'm not offended by people who say scalping or Chinook helicopters or Apache helicopters or Tomahawk missiles. I'm not offended by that, but I can see how people might be offended by it. And I feel that we're missing a couple of points here. Uh, The main point is that those People, all the various native tribes, they did something to other people. They slaughtered other tribes as or more barbarically than any European ever was responsible for. Now, we can pause again there and say, but does that justify what the Europeans did to the natives? Well, why is it just the Europeans? How about any group? Moving into any territory, any time in history, they slaughtered the native population. One thing Christians apparently can't comprehend is that in the land that is present-day Israel, there was a thriving civilization there. And God told his people to go there and commit genocide and slaughter all of them. Murder them all, because that's your land, like God's some real estate broker. Could have just evicted them, didn't have to slaughter him, but that's okay. And so I know people have a hard time comprehending this, because what I'm doing on this show, and what a lot of you can do in your own life, is you can think critically, and people that can't think critically are terrified of people who can think critically. Because if I say Europeans did horrible things to the natives, you're like, yeah, yeah, get those Europeans, tear them down, decolonization. And then when I'm like, well, wait a minute, the natives did horrible things to each other. 
And if we're being fair, I guess to some extent Europeans did bring a more civilized, fair, and equal world. Oh, you're a racist and a bigot. It's like, what are you talking about? Can you just shut up for a second and stop talking because you want to hear yourself be virtuous? You sound like an asshole, okay? So when we take all this into consideration, one may wonder why. I wonder why. I'm wondering right now why. Why? Why? Is it that people want to remove God from schools thinking that God is some horrible thing when God essentially represents morality and structure, the divinity in the world, divine justice, and all those things that some people really hate, like your right to defend yourself. That's, that's a God-given right in the sense that like you're born with a right to defend yourself. Somebody takes your stuff. Somebody tries to hurt you. You have a right to defend yourself. Okay, Not exercising that right because you're weak or because you don't want to hurt another person. That's your decision. You break into my house, you're not leaving. All right? And I, don't, I, I do mean that literally, but I mean that more symbolically. Like, I will defend myself. That's a God-given right. It's not a constitutional right like man gave it to you. It's a God-given right. And that's not a God-given right like, oh, it's because of religion and theology. It's because you were born. That's why you have that right. You have a right to pursue happiness. It's not some illusion. All the conspiracy, oh, it's an illusion. This is what Thomas Jefferson meant. This is what the founding father, what they meant, if you actually read what they wrote, was that all men have a right to pursue happiness, meaning that you have a right to become whatever you want to become. Go do, I became a radio host. I didn't try to become a radio host. I didn't try to be successful. Success is arbitrary. I'm successful because I'm doing something I love. I know I've helped literally thousands of people over the last decade for many different reasons. And I know I provide perspectives that are unique and different than a lot of people in this so-called industry. So to me, I'm successful and I've created something that I don't need money as evidence that it's successful. You know, which was another big thing on the radio show last week, the Union of the Unwanted, this roundtable we did, where people were saying, oh, if, you don't, if, if you're a magician, why don't you have money? Because, moron... Magic is not about making money, okay? Magic is not about let's acquire all the wealth. You know, in most of the, myth, the mythos, when, when an alchemist found a way to develop gold, they, that was only at the point where they determined they don't want the gold. They want wisdom. They want knowledge. They want to better themselves. Spiritual alchemy. They don't want gold. And it's funny because the Christians are like, no, this is what you actually believe. You actually just, if you don't have money, you're unsuccessful. While your institutional religion is pretty much based on banging kids, raping kids, torturing kids, and money. Okay, at least if you're a Catholic. So, if you want to eliminate God, why is it that the California Department of Education, this is a new news story, wants children to chant the names of Aztec gods, some of which who were honored by human sacrifice. Now, granted, the human sacrifice was not always a thing. Sometimes it was symbolic, like in Celtic traditions, a lot of human sacrifice was symbolic. Some people wanted to be sacrificed. They thought that it was a, a, a divine thing 
to be sacrificed. Kind of like some Muslims are messed up in the head and think if I blow myself in half with a bomb, I'll go to heaven and or I'll get to meet a law and a bunch of virgins. You know? Oh, that's horrible. How could you say that about the Muslims? Some of the Muslims believe that, okay? Most Muslims I've met, they don't believe that. They're, funny enough, they're like you and I. All right? Funny enough, to all the Christians, Muslims are just like you. They actually believe pretty much the same thing you believe. Oh, but they cover their women. Really, you do too. They're called nuns. Read the Bible that you think is the truth. Go to Corinthians. It says the woman is subject to the man who's subject to God. How dare you speak blasphemous of the Holy Scripture? <sighs> I'm just reading what your holy book says. Well, that's out of con. You're right, it is out of context. It is. Okay? Virtually everything we argue about is out of context because we're always trying to prove a point. Okay? I'm not trying to prove a point. I'm asking a question. Why remove God from schools? And then in places like California, where they really want to remove God from school, they want to inject gods like Hudzol o Pactil, an Aztec uh, Mexican god, and uh, Tezcatlipoca, the smoking mirror god, an Aztec god of sorcery. They want kids to chant the name of this god. Tez. Catlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, smoking mirror, smoking mirror, self-reflection, Tezcatlipoca. That's actually a word-for-word chant that the California Department of Education wants children to chant in schools. They want children to chant transformation, liberation, education, emancipation, imagination, revitalization, liberation, transformation, decolonization, Liberation, education, emancipation, changing our situation in this human transformation. That sounds like some weird progressive poem crap right there. All right. I, I, whoever wrote that had their fist, one fist in the air and the other one writing is what they did. As if that somehow liberates you. Yes, let's liberate ourselves from a society in which you can be anything you want to be. Where you can pretty much do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. And let's destroy that so that we can all wear one-size-fits-all, one-color, one-piece jumpsuits and walk in line like another brick in the wall off of a conveyor belt into a meat grinder. Because that's really equal, folks. That's, that's what equality is. Being just like everybody else, having no personality, no free thought. But that, see, that is equality. No, no, equality is getting what you deserve. That's equality. If you're a degenerate and you're on three different kinds of drugs, including fentanyl, and you've got heart issues because of the drugs, and you've broken into a woman's house who was pregnant and threatened to violent criminal activity, threatened to kill her, you know, you are involved in seedy pornography operations you were involved in counterfeit money, and then you have a panic attack because the police are trying to roll down the window so you can breathe. And then when you freak out, the police hold you down, and then the whole country burns, and then uh, Minneapolis gives your family $26, 27000000 million. You didn't get beat down because you were black. You got beat down because you were a degenerate piece of trash who didn't listen to what the police were telling you, where if we played the video of this guy, he was like, I can't choke, I can't choke, I can't choke. You're Nobody's even touching you, dude. 
You're in the back of a police car, and the cop said, if you can't breathe, I'll roll down the window. But I'm not allowed to watch that video because that makes me a racist, right? George Floyd, maybe he was a great guy. He looked like a degenerate piece of trash to me. His other friends were black. Police didn't touch them. Police asked you, uh, where are you going? Where are you at? What are you doing? And well, we're going to go talk to your friend who's tripping on fentanyl, who just tried to pass some counterfeit money. We're going to go talk to him. It's like that Chris Rock skit. You know, you're not getting arrested because you're black. You're getting arrested because you got a gun. You don't have a permit. You, you got drugs in the car. That's why you're getting arrested, okay? You probably will get your ass kicked. Okay, so this isn't about race and sex and all this political mumbo-jumbo. It's about why God is removed from the public school system, and yet public schools want to institute ritual chanting of Aztec gods. Who, by the way... Many of them had human sacrifice to them. And so what it reminds me of is this. In 2018, NBC News reported that the Donald Trump administration canceled an FDA contract to use fetal tissue for research. Now, I know a lot of people think that's a political issue. And you reduce it to disease research and stem cells and abortion. And sure, politically, you can have that discussion. But I felt that that story in 2018 was a little more significant than politics. Because in 2012, the PepsiCo company, PepsiCo, Pepsi products and other things, was accused of, and it turns out they actually were doing this, using aborted fetal tissue to experiment and to flavor their beverages and their foods that they produced. They had a multi-million dollar contract with a company called Cinemix Incorporated, a San Diego biotech company. And they developed flavor enhancers using cell lines taken from the kidney of a kidneys or kidney of aborted fetuses. And they had, back in 2010, announced a $30 million deal with this company. So they've been using aborted fetal tissue to experiment with, with flavors of drinks and things like that. Trump administration ended that in essence, but these companies still have these types of deals. In California, along with other cities in the United States, uh, New York City is going to be one of them if it's not already open. In 2019, a controversial startup began charging $8,000 to fill the veins of older people with the blood of younger people. Five different cities would be using blood transfusions. The company is called Ambrosia, and they also accept PayPal payments. Ambrosia wants you to take the blood of young people into your body. Now, the people that would be benefiting from this, who has $8,000 to get a blood transfusion of young people's blood? It's probably not you. It's probably Peter, like Pe- people like Peter Thiel. And I love like when this story broke in 2016 to Vanity Fair, they were like, oh, it's a Trump supporter, Peter Thiel. What does it have to do with politics? It's a bunch of rich, powerful people 
who give a cookie and apple juice to a teenager and then take their blood and inject it into their body. Modern-day vampires. One might be reminded of Queen Victoria drinking out of a skull on her trips to Tibet, a human skull. One might be reminded of the royal family of Britain, really the Saxe-Coburg-Gotha German royal family, drinking and eating blood and flesh a few hundred years ago as a relatively common practice. There's even a book written on it. One may recall the necrophilia of Jimmy Savile or the horrific things that Jeffrey Epstein did to those young girls. Oh, and of course, then you have intellectuals like Richard Dawkins. And Richard Dawkins says, we'll be able to eat human meat by manufacturing it in a lab. Funny, because there's actually a company called Bite Labs where they take material tissue samples from celebrities and they make meat out of it and then you can eat the meat of your favorite celebrity James Franco and others and oh yeah sure it's funny and it's comical but you do understand all they've done is they've turned blood cults and human sacrifices into popular culture and into memes that people think are funny when what they're actually doing is they're conditioning and training the general public to eat soil and green they're conditioning and training the general public to accept blood sacrifice and human sacrifice and to think that it's just kind of comical. And you know, it's also kind of interesting that in the state of New York, you can actually kill a baby after it's born and call it abortion. That is not abortion. I don't care what side of the political aisle you sit on. That is human sacrifice. You think that's confined to the Aztecs or the Mayans or some weird pagan cult? No, that's happening today in 2021. They just make it fun for you. Like with TV shows, with the Santa Clara diet and Drew Barrymore. Oh, it's so funny. She just craves blood and human organs. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.com. 
That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. For a very, very long time, the amount of time I'm not really exactly sure, but things like cannibalism have been quite common throughout the world in both remote tribes compared to whatever the civilization was at the time to that so-called civilization. From remote tribes in the middle of nowhere to royal households. Human flesh, human bones, human blood have been consumed or pulverized, dried, etc., and turned into medicine. In fact, the usage of warm blood was used by people in Rome 
for epilepsy. The Egyptians believed that human blood was also a cure for uh, leprosy, and blood, particularly blood taken from two-year-old infants, was used to treat ailments, while Louis the Eleventh of France also used the blood of children. Blood, bone, flesh has been used to cure disease for hundreds and probably for thousands of years. And for people to suggest that it's a barbaric practice, they probably don't know much about cannibalism and other related practices. Because traditionally, people ate other humans for a number of reasons that were not just because they were simply barbarians. They did it because it would create fear in an enemy, one. They ate it because they felt that by consuming their relatives, they would be kept warm rather than rotting in the cold earth. I'm not saying that I agree or support any of this. I'm saying that there are other justifications and reasons. And others, of course, were used for medicine. Now, if you think about why we feel that cannibals are these horrible, taboo people and practices. We have to consider that a lot of cannibalistic tribes and others that have been documented were documented by missionaries and Christians. You know, the missionaries and Christians who drink wine and eat bread because they're drinking the blood of Jesus and they're eating the flesh of their Savior because they're so different than the the remote tribes that they go and try to bring the message of Jesus. That's what they should go with. Like, hey, drink the blood of our Savior and eat his flesh. They'd be like, sure, we're in. Call us Christian. Give us one of those tea necklaces. Now, if you went to Egypt and you looked at modern Egyptology, why is it that modern Egyptologists can't acknowledge that the pyramid of Giza and the three pyramids there and the multiple other pyramids and the Sphinx, that they aren't older than they really are because they're Muslims and they don't believe the earth is older than a certain period of time. In the same way that Christians tend to only believe the earth is a certain number of years old. And you can say, well, scientists have done this or that. They've proved that it's wrong. Well, scientists have their own belief system. Science-anity is just the belief that the scientist is God, that the microscope, the telescope is God. And through the doctrine of modern science, there is very little that the modern scientist, the modern geneticist, and others will, will, will do, very little, to achieve what people have been trying to achieve for thousands of years, immortality. Now, many understand that immortality done through magical means is not to actually extend your life indefinitely. This is what leads to black magic and blood sacrifice and the killing of children and other things. You know, the killing of kids, which are goats. 
those who understand that living forever is both a metaphor, it's a symbol, but it's also a spiritual practice. You know, great kings and queens and other legends, I mean, that, that effectively allows for people like Napoleon or even Adolf Hitler and others to live forever. Doesn't mean they're actually physically alive. But if you want to live forever and you want to do it through some kind of scientific means, there are lots of things you can do, you know, 3D organs and you know, bio printers. But you can also do it through direct biological genetic material. In 2018, the Donald Trump administration canceled, I say Donald Trump because I'm just trying to trigger the people who can't hear the words without having to go see a counselor. The Donald Trump administration canceled an FDA fetal tissue contract. You know, the one that was used for Planned Parenthood to take aborted fetuses and play with them on little metal trays. You know, all the videos that came out. How dare you take videos of people without their consent? How dare you rip babies out of mothers without telling them why? Just aborting them and telling them it's for the best for the planet or it's for you to be a free woman again and you don't have to take care of that pesky child and we'll take the baby away from you and then they sell it for money. Turns out in 2010, PepsiCo announced a contract with Cinemix, a San Diego biotech company, to the tune of $30 million where they used aborted fetal cells to experiment with new food and drink items. Now, just because you chug a Pepsi doesn't mean I'm wrong. You can look it up for yourself. Fetal tissue used to experiment with drinks and food and kind of sounds a little bit like Soylent Green, just a little bit. Kind of sounds like all of us are a little bit like cannibals. Now, in California and in a number of other cities across the United States, there are now clinics that are run by a company called Ambrosia. It's a startup company. And they, they charge you $8,000 to have your body filled with the blood of young people. And if you go online and you type in Stanford Research, mice rejuvenated with young blood, you will pull up articles, at least one article, about research which has found back in 2014 that the blood of young mice can actually rejuvenate old mice. And funny enough, from Stanford University came a graduate, Jess Carmazin, who founded the company Ambrosia. Now, Ambrosia is not a company where a lot of you can probably afford to have a blood transfusion from young people. $8,000 a pop, that's a lot of money. It's really for wealthy, powerful people. However, it's also a way to communicate to the general public that this is what the public has access to, and it insinuates and implies and essentially confirms that wealthy, powerful people who can afford these types of things have been paying this kind of money and a lot more for the similar but probably far more grotesque 
blood infusions into their body from young people. I don't know, like missing people, missing kids, breeders, cults. People like Peter Thiel want to inject himself with young people's blood. That's an article that came out in Vanity Fair. But it was all about, Peter Thiel was a Trump supporter. I don't care what he supports. He wants to take the blood from young people. That sounds kind of sick to me. Richard Dawkins wants you to eat human meat. He said we can, quote, overcome our taboo and eat human meat. Sounds like he's a cannibal. And then you have companies like Bite Lab. Uh, Listener Jody Barnes had sent this to me. And actually, I heard about this, but I completely forgot about it until Jody Barnes. She sent me a little review of my, my book, Occult Arcana, and then mentioned Bite Labs and referenced that, you know, it kind of sounds like soy green. And if you go to Bite Labs, you'll see this website, and it looks, it's, I mean, it's obviously a legitimate website. It's been around for a while. Uh, just a few days ago, March 4th, 2021, an article came out of Jacksonville, Florida, from a local news station, and it says, company wants you to have a celebrity for dinner, literally. The company Bite Lab says they want to take donated biopsied cells from various celebrities who are willing. Through a process that's, quote, healthy and eco-friendly, they can take those cells and grow them into muscle tissue, meat, as in 2021. 2014, the LA Times reported that the startup company Bite Labs wanted to make salami out of Ellen DeGeneres, or Ellen DeGenerate. Other people that were listed include those like James Franco, Kanye West, Jennifer Lawrence, and others that haven't been listed on their website yet. And they have a section called Imagine Meat Like Never Before, and it'll tell you all about how they make this delicious celebrity meat. So, you have, in 2014, a startup company called Bite Labs that wants to make meat out of human cells, particularly celebrities. And you have a startup called Ambrosia that wants to take blood from young people and put it into older people. If you're powerful and rich enough, you have the money to do that, then why not? You might live longer because research has shown that that is exactly what happens when you infuse young blood into older people, at least in mice. You can revitalize the system. And that is from Stanford Medicine. That's not something from, you know, before it's news, YouTube or some weird. Uh, you know, anti-Satanism podcast. Now, let's say that all this is just, just all made up. It's all just totally made up nonsense. It's not, but let's say that it is. Why exactly would people go through all the hassle? Why would celebrities go through the hassle of potentially tainting their names by associating themselves, allowing themselves to be associated with a company that creates meat made out of their biopsied cells. Why would people like Peter Thiel say, I want to be injected with the blood of young people? Why would people like Richard Dawkins say, 
we could grow human meat in a lab and then eat it to overcome our taboos of cannibalism. Because the celebrities that do this, including your Jesus God, Kanye West, I'm sure that Kanye West is a great Christian man. He would never want to do something like this. Well, I guess if he's God, right? If he's Jesus Christ, the blasphemer Kanye West, if he's really Jesus Christ, I guess he'd want you to eat his flesh and drink his blood, right? You could have a last supper with Kanye West. You could actually eat him. Why are these powerful, wealthy people supporting this? Why are they behind it? Why do they think it's, you know, it's just like, why is it trendy? Well, if we read in the Bible, the Bible tells us that life in creatures, in all creatures, is present in the blood. And the blood belongs to God. Blood is the life force. That's why in some rituals they'll use people like Marina Abramovic and that scumbag Aleister Crowley, the drug addict piece of trash. They will use blood, which is life force, semen, which is life seed, and milk, which is the nurturing essence, like breast milk, not this nonsense cow milk. And they will use that to summon these spirits and these entities to feed them the spirit cooking. They cook for the spirits. That's what it, that's what it means. Why is it that there are television shows like the Santa Clara Diet where uh, Drew Barrymore, whose father's one of the most you know famous Hollywood celebrities, Drew Barrymore, it turns into essentially like a zombie, kind of like a zombie, but not really a zombie, and she just craves human flesh. Why is that popular entertainment? Why are these celebrities associating themselves with like human genetic experimentation to create human meat that other people can eat. Like It's like cannibalism. Why? Why do old people want to inject themselves with young people's blood? Although the Aztecs and the Mayans and others were not necessarily these barbaric people, a lot of that we get from Christian missionaries and others. And although the Maya had relatively one of the longest uh, periods of peace without war internally or externally, and it wasn't until later less advanced tribes conquered the Maya, just like the Roman Empire fell, the Mayan Empire fell too, that they began to perform human sacrifices. Prior to that, they had performed sacrifices with flowers and fruits and things of this nature. So, what exactly is happening today with all this stuff? Well, it seems like, to me, you have celebrities that are playing the part of a willing participant in a sacrificial ritual to a god like, let's say, Tezcatlipoca, the Aztec god, the patron deity of kings and the god of sorcery, that the California Department of Education wants kids to chant the name of in order to decolonize Western civilization. Literally, that's what the Department of Education in California wants kids to do. Maybe these celebrities are kind of like the people that were willing to be sacrificed to these gods and have their hearts ripped out. They've been given wealth and power. They've been given all the things in the world that one could want temporally. And so at some point they have to pay their debt. And their debt is to bring, as they deteriorate and crumble and just become these piles of of. of of organic material with no consciousness and just totally blacked out, 
whited out, empty vessels, empty husks and shells. Uh, There's no substance. They're just vessels for possession. As they deteriorate and, and, and collapse, politicians the same, they try to extend their life by bringing others into the cult. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. They bring others into the cult. Sure, you can eat my blood, eat my flesh. I think they are the willing participants on the sacrificial altar, willing to have their heart ripped out to appease the gods that they worship that gave them all the wonderful things that are temporal in the world. You know, a lot of people that were sacrificed to the gods, they didn't just wake up one day and someone said, hey, do you want to be sacrificed? They're like, "Eh, yeah, I haven't really been having a great week. I think you can rip my heart out. No, they were more like you'd have, I've read like weeks or months, you'd have like two weeks or six months of every pleasure in the world. You could sleep with as many women as you wanted, like they would provide this to you, the culture. You could have sex with 100 women a day, you could take all the drugs in the world, whatever was available. You could eat as much as you wanted. You'd be treated like a king. And then at the end of that experience, they rip your heart out. That's what the celebrities sound like to me. Other celebrities that want to have their blood removed and then replaced by young people's blood, they're trying to live forever. This is the, the age-old idea that we can extend life indefinitely. That we can become immortal. We can become like the gods that we're willing to sacrifice our consciousness and our our divine essence for. So the gods will give us what we want in this physical realm. And all those gods represent, just like all God represents, are either some form of morality or some form of structure or the lack thereof, immorality and, and, and chaos. And some people worship chaos because they think it's fun. A lot of atheists just think it's fun to worship chaos. And a lot of Christians are imbalanced because they can't acknowledge that chaos is necessary for balance. The celebrities are willingly sacrificing themselves that participate in this. The blood that others want, they're trying to extend their lives indefinitely. And the people that are behind these social, political, religious-like movements to get kids to chant things like, Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, smoking mirror, smoking mirror, self-reflection, Tezcatlipoca. You want to remove God from school, but then you want kids to chant the names of Aztec gods for which humans were sacrificed to? And although a lot of that came from Christians and missionaries, at the very least, Tezcatlipoca was a god of sorcery. Well, that's magic. That's kind of religious. Why would you want kids to be participating in that? That sounds just, kids shouldn't be, shouldn't be chanting those names. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, kids shouldn't be saying a Pledge of Allegiance and kids shouldn't be, you know, praying to God, per se. You know, I understand the necessity of prayer and however it comes about, but still. The California Department of Education has proposed an ethics studies model curriculum, not for one city, like for the whole state, in which kids would be taught about love and unity and mutual respect, about how if they do harm to you, they do harm to themselves, which is what Eliphas Levi wrote in 
a history of magic. That's how the black magician poisons himself. By trying to harm you, they have to poison themselves before they can harm you. And that's exactly what we see behind this veil. People that want to hurt you, people that want to hurt your kids. And so in order to do that, they associate themselves with these poisonous black substances. And then they use that newfound power to corrupt the innocents. Now, one would think that Christians would be supportive of what I'm saying. But apparently, Christians can't deal with it because how dare I suggest that not all gods in South Central America, North America, were evil and were bad. That a lot of our ideas come from Christian missionaries who said, these are barbarians because they don't have the same God we have. Which is essentially the definition of barbarism. And then let's just kill. But not all Europeans did that. And then progressives are like, well, I agree that Europeans did horrible things. Let's have a conversation. And I'm like, well, I don't think all Europeans did that. Get out, you racist bigot. See, I can't find an identity. I don't have an identity. It's hard to, and I'm sure that a lot, I know that a lot of you have this problem too. I've gotten a couple of emails in the last week of people that tell me that they listen to this show because I'm not picking a side. And I'm, I know it sounds like it, but I'm not picking a side. Europeans did horrible things to natives. Natives did horrible things to Europeans. You know, some Europeans just were hanging out, and the natives came and killed people. Do you know why they're, they're like ruthless and, 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 and destructive Groups that were associated with European colonization because they were defending themselves from the natives who were barbarians, some of them. And then some natives weren't. And some of them mated with the Europeans. And some of them were here long before Europeans, as you think, you know, like the Templars were here long before. I mean, they were here in the 1300s in North America. However, you have to to ask another question like, wait a minute, natives slaughtered each other. Right? They were some of them were barbarians, and a lot of Europeans are barbarians. And see, you can't identify it. It's like, wait a minute, you're conservative, you're liberal, you're you're Christian, you're atheist, I can't figure it out. Because I'm none of those things. And you know that very well. You're none of those things. So people have a hard time putting you into a category. That's the only way they can judge you is by categorizing you. And if they can't categorize you, they can't judge you, and so they just dismiss you. I would think Christians would have my back. Like, yeah, there's an assault on morality. There's an assault on the family structure. There's an assault on Western civilization. There's an assault on all humanity. But see, we don't look at that. We look at individual things like, oh, transgenders are being treated poorly. Why are transgenders being treated poorly? Well, a lot of them are being treated poorly because ignorant people can't comprehend that there are things outside of their perception that are just as relevant, that are just as... Uh, just as much a part of the fabric of society. Sure, there are people that are sexually confused, people that are gender confused. But there are also people that are killing themselves not because they're, 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 they're laughed at, but because they're on all kinds of drugs that their parents start them on at 15 years old. That's why they're killing themselves. Not because of mean conservatives. And besides, since when is progressivism destroying progress? Because that's what it's ultimately about. 
So you're taking that conservative side again. No, moron. I'm saying that this isn't about politics. And if you want to, if you just have to, because you got a hard on for it, if you have to talk about politics, how about we talk about religio parapolitical things? And that's what tonight's show has really been about. And I want to conclude with this. If California is suggesting that we remove God and replace God with Aztec kings and Aztec gods and goddesses, I would like to suggest to the Christians to take a deep breath and let them do what they're going to do. Don't fight it. Let them them do what they're going to do. And just see what happens. Because you're never going to convince people that this isn't about left or right, this isn't about politics or religion. What it really is is a series of battles being waged against one group by another group by another group against another group all the groups being controlled by a centralized source. And if you back out and look, you'll find that all the groups are being controlled by that singleized source, and that single source is the root of the problem. Degeneracy, depravity, and just a general disgust with humans. And so the barbarism of these blood cults and these sex cults and these, you could call them satanic cults, becomes more and more public as society begins to deteriorate. So you have ambrosia startups where you can inject the blood of young people into old people. And you have other things like eating celebrity meat, people sacrificing themselves on the altar of the gods for their wealth and for their fame and for their power or their perception thereof. And California wants you to chant Aztec gods, chant the names of Aztec gods in school. These aren't chants to help people understand ethical things, their chance to summon and invoke the energy and essence of those gods. So you got kids in California, they want to chant the name Tetzcatlipoca, a god of sorcery. But you want equality and justice in society. So let's invoke a god essentially of chaos and illusion. Uh, in essence, Tezcatlipoca is Coronazon that Aleister Crowley tried to summon, the god of hallucinations and illusions. Sure, let's summon that in California because California isn't already uh, a big enough shithole. Let's go ahead and summon gods and goddesses of destruction, chaos, and sorcery in schools, and let's remove God because that will solve all the problems. And then you see it actually makes the problem worse. And then what happens is you have to find a way to deal with that. And so we have to have more, more chanting, more invocation, more, more. And before you realize it, you're consumed in a black hole of death and destruction and blood. Too bad the Christians can't realize that it's not about sides. Too bad the liberal progressive people can't realize it's not about sides. Too bad... People in general can't realize that everybody, all their beliefs, it's all being played off against other beliefs. You're being played off against yourself to question whether or not you're a certain gender or you have a certain sexual preference. It's not about opening your mind to new things. It's not about, as the chant suggests, liberation, transformation, education, emancipation, decolonization. It's about destroying the very foundation, the very fabric, the very liberation 
of human civilization, of human beings. It's about destroying everything that is good and wholesome. That's why Black Lives Matter, the racist KKK cult clan, wants to get rid of the family structure and men. Why would they want to do that when that's been done to black communities? It's because it's a cult. Eating celebrities, drinking the blood of young people, injecting it into your body, it's a cult. And all I'm doing is trying to provide a little perspective on it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. Subscribe to The Secret Teachings archive montages in my digital books at thesecretteachings.info or through PayPal, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find it all on the website, though. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.